Okay, so we talk about federal cannabis legalization. Uh, what are some of the outcomes that we want? What are, you know, what, what does Lucas. a successful, a smart federal cannabis legalization rollout look like? Um, we're going to talk about that in this clip here. But anyways, guys, cue the intro. Hey y'all, my name is Elmsley. If you guys are new to the channel, hit the subscribe button down below. Hit the notification bell. Turn that on to all. Um, also check all the links down below. Anyways, though, let's jump into this. So, was on looking for some stories and I came across this and I definitely thought this was interesting. Um, definitely wanted to cover this. Okay, so this is published by NCV Newswire. Okay, so it should... Okay, so guest post by Jay, founding partner at Canna Advisors. So really quickly, I wanted to sec- check what they do. Okay, well, whatever, let's keep going. Okay, so what are the five is- essential ideals for federal cannabis legalization? This is published tw- uh, May 12th, 2021 in New Cannabis Ventures. Okay, so let's go over it. We'll break it down. Would love your guys' feedback. Um, so drop a comment. On anything you want to talk about. Okay, so state by state, by state, rules and regulations vary widely. As 36 states have now launched some level of adult use or medical cannabis legalization, legalization. the constant and well-intended approach, each state, each state trying to cherry pick the best parts of other states' programs, uh, the, in, the inadvertent result, repeating mistakes that make a market less than optimal with regulations that are not practical for operators and create a non-viable economic environment. Okay, so let's go over what what they're talking about. Okay, so notable success and shortcomings. So numbers, number of licenses issued. Okay, so I think you know this is gonna this is kind of one of the more ones that I'm points that we're probably gonna uh, I'm still a little bit on the fence about when it comes to what he's saying, but I I. We'll break it down. Okay, so he says, getting license license allocation right for the uh, particular state's market dynamics reduces supply and demand imbalances, allows business owners to predict market share, and sets up the overall program for success. No limit on the number of licenses causes as much chaos as as does over limitation. Okay, so typically, you know, I, I'm I like to see low barrier to entry. I want to be able to see, you know, we're gonna get to the barrier to entry here. Uh, I think the second point, but limiting licenses to a smaller degree, like to a really small degree is in my opinion, the worst possible thing. It's just obviously super corrupt. It's favoriting, you know, it, it, you're literally limiting, you know, you want to create a competitive environment, right? You really want competition. Um, and I personally think that if they were to, you know, like for example, Oregon, um, there's some, there's some other places that, you know, um, don't have a cap on, on their licenses. I think that initially it is definitely chaotic. I think that over time it, you know, starts to stabilize, whether that's because of consolidation or, or not, or what, but I, I, I think that, you know, what he's saying is you need to find a happy medium, right? You need to find, you know, you don't want to li- limit them to, uh, you know, too much, but you don't want to, you know, have an un- unlimited amount. And I can agree with him. I, I, you know, I can agree with him. Um, 
I just want to make sure that the barrier to entry is not too ridiculous, right? That's really where I think we need to look at, uh, you know, specifically when we talk about this issue. Um, I can see what he means by chaos, but at the same time, I wouldn't really say chaos. I would say more so it's just prolonged because typically what would happen, I mean, eventually it would be chaotic, but eventually it would start to get consolidated, right? And, you know, at least the people that wanted a chance could have gotten a chance. Whereas you put it kind of in the, the happy medium between the two of limit limiting them heavily or not limit, you know, unlimited. Um, you know, if you start to get closer to that limit or, you know, to the, that limited side, you know, then there might have been people that missed out, right? I, you know, I, I think everyone should, you know, if they really want to do it, be able to, you know, take a shot at it. But, you know, I, I, it's a tough one. That's a tough uh, issue. Um, so right, the no limit on licenses, Oklahoma and Oregon, right? And I, you know, it, Oregon stabilized out, you know, Oregon, I used to say the exact same thing that he was saying. Um, but I saw Oregon personally, Oklahoma is a little bit of a different, different um, beast, honestly. Um, so, and then the over limitation is New York, absolutely way over limited New Jersey for sure. And that's, so, you know, right here, we see a lot of corruption, right guys, the over limitation corruption for sure. That's what I, that's what, absolutely what I think when I, when I see limit, like, you know, over limitation, no limit on licenses, Oklahoma and Oregon. And then the Goldilocks number of licenses, uh, which is Missouri and Arizona. Okay, so, and the Goldilocks number of licenses is, wait, let's let's double check this, what he specifically means in my camera. Oh, Goldilocks, like just, just right. Okay, well, I don't know about that, actually. If that's, I'm assuming, saying, you know, right in the, like the happy medium is, Missouri and Arizona. I would disagree with that personally. I would, you know, Arizona. If you look at what Arizona, what happened with Arizona, you look what happened with Missouri. Those are, that's not very good examples because Missouri, first of all, there was corruption for sure happening there with the, you know, governor. Um, I, I can't remember the exact story on it at the moment, but there was some, some sketchy stuff going on in my opinion. Arizona, not really sketchy necessarily, but they had the system set up, right? They're the quickest to ever go from legalizing it to then go to market, right? And because the reason how they did that is they just said, okay, everything, everyone that's in medical, you're going into recreational, right? And, but the Arizona medical market was actually very consolidated, right? In a sense, you know, that's what I've heard, but, you know, I'll, I'll let's keep going. Let's keep going. Okay. So regulation versus product limitation works. So Colorado and California cannabis programs have clearly shown that a high amount of regulation is successful with strict regulation and enforcement operators follow the rules and get people safe and consistent cannabis products. Limitations on product types can tank a market allowing only oil like Virginia, Texas, soon to be Georgia makes for a program that is not economic, economically viable. Absolutely. I agree. Um, now the strict regulation uh, and enforcement, you know, that's fine. Um, and I'm, when I say this, I'm not an anti-tax person at all, but for California, taxes are way too high. Okay. Like they're, they're ta the taxes are really high everywhere, to be honest. And that eventually is, needs to come down a little bit. Um, but I completely agree with him on this, you know, limiting products is just going to create a vacuum space for illegal products to get there for other States to, you know, capital, you know, to gain from it. Um, 
it's just not it's not smart it just goes back to the same principle of when you legalize something you know legalizing in my opinion you should legalize all drugs because you have to just understand what humans are going to do be humans right um but specifically for this market for for cannabis yeah don't 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 limit them to like only oil right or you know it's it's not not smart Okay, so equity and barriers to entry. Okay, so one of the most significant missteps of early states was requiring clean criminal records for business owners and employees in the industry. This barrier to entry mired uh, important equity-focused efforts in misguided bureaucracy instead of providing opportunity to populations most harmed by cannabis prohibition. Newer state programs have learned from this early lesson and federal efforts should heed this adjustment. Okay, so, you know, I think, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, somebody, you know, this is... You know, people that were put in jail for this plant, quite a few people. Um, and, you know, the fact that they had a, you know, they had to have a clean criminal record. That's obviously, you know, takes a very large, you know, group out of the, uh, you know, equation for getting a license. And yeah, completely agree with that. Now, barriers to entry. We need to make them reasonable. And I think we need to have the right amount of resources for, let's say, a social equity applicant and and not make it so really the only way that a social equity applicant can get one is if they, you know, partner with big, a big corporation or big money or, you know, an outside source and then therefore being a manipulation of the social equity program. Right. So yeah, it's, it's, it goes case to case, you know, case to case basis when it comes to different States, but Okay, so these are the federal legalization ideals. In the perfect world, federal legalization would include consideration for these five amendments. Okay, so descheduling. Okay, descheduling as opposed to rescheduling. Okay, this is key. Okay, I agree. We're not we're not rescheduling. No, no, no. And no, the FDA nor the DEA should not be involved. 100% agree. He is spot on there. Okay, FDA is a nightmare. DEA obviously is a nightmare. They're incentivized to keep this illegal. So they're just going to kick and scream and slow down the process as much as possible, like they've been doing and they are doing right now. Um, the federal, so let's keep going. So the federal government should get out of the way and allow each state to make its own determination based on market dynamics. Cannabis is doing great without federal interference. So don't break it. I agree. I, I So I agree. Absolutely. Do not, you know, that we need to get a, so there's, there's a, there's um, an amendment, it's called the Cole Memo, right? And that's what protects states from the federal government coming in and, and you know, raiding a bunch of cannabis grows, you know, it protects states, but the Cole Memo has to get uh, reapproved every couple of years, I believe, to every two years, I think. And it's just kind of a way to hold, you know, leverage over the states. Now that needs to get, you know, become permanent, not able to, you know, be utilized as a leverage point. Okay, so let's go into this. So he's so then he goes so interstate commerce. Okay, so a significant hindrance from federal prohibition is the persistence of illegal interstate commerce. Federal legalization must allow interstate sales and operations to level supply and demand and allow for economies of scale. Put the responsibility on each state to determine the, the technicalities versus adding uh, an honors layer of federal level regulation. Okay, so I agree with him here. Now, this is what's going to get tricky here. So interstate commerce definitely think should happen. I mean, really, as long as there's markets there where there's it's it's illegal, there will always be an illegal market. There, there always will be people in legal markets sending, bringing it to that illegal market because the price has been, uh, you know, uh, is, 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 is extremely high, right? And that's not what happens when you, when you make something legal, prices drop and, you know, 
you get tax money, you know, all the benefits of it, obviously. Now, he said he's saying here that you know states should decide what you know how do they want to um, excuse, how do they want to you know interact on a um, uh, interstate level with other states, and I and I think that's fine. I mean that's a, I, that's definitely the way to do it. But what's going to be interesting with that is, for example, Oregon, right? Oregon has said that they're going to allow for exporting their product, but there's no importing any hemp or can any you know any of that. What makes so states are going to, states are going to, the thing about interstate commerce is tough is that every state is going to want to keep their, uh, you know, dollars in, in state. They're making a ton of money off this tax money, right? And so when you open up interstate commerce, you know, you're potentially opening up your state, your market, your tax dollar collecting region, right? Up to potentially having money extracted out or just not collecting as many tax, taxes, Right. And guys, these politicians are greedy as fuck. Right. We all know that. So that's going to be really interesting. How, you know, even though let's say the guy, let's say this passes, you know, let's say federal legalism passes, all these different points pass. What's going to be, it's going to be so interesting to see um, how each state combats each other. Cause the, the, each states are, you know, the, the, there's a reason, you know, we have, you know, the reason why we have tariffs on certain countries, we only export this amount to this certain country. Same thing with states; they're, they're sim very similar. Um, and so, you know, it's it's to protect, or hopefully, the politicians are doing this to protect their local economy. Now, that'll just be interesting to see how that turns out. Okay, so so export, right? So taxation, and then also too, that's going to play a huge role in if they allow interstate sales. Um it's going to really just shake up the entire board regionally, right? Because once you can do interstate sales, then logistically your whole infrastructure could slight, could change absolutely, you know, drastically, right? What's the point of having a, a, a grow in every single state when you could have all your grows in this one state and have them all distributing out, right? So that's going to really shake that up. So let's go on to taxation though. So, um, Yeah, and I agree too. So he says, there's no time to waste here. Other countries stand to take the lead and the opportunity. So becoming a, an, an international exporter, absolutely agree. 100% agree. Um, so a federal program would be remiss without imposing a national tax on cannabis. The funds should be dictated, uh, dictated, uh, dedicated to social equity grants, low interest loans, youth education prevention, uh, and counseling um, and rehabilitation services for those with an unhealthy relationship to cannabis. Okay, well, what does that specifically mean? I it better not be Joe Biden's forced rehabilitation program, but you know, that's that sounds good to me though for the most part. Um, now, what is that tax going to look like? Is that the five percent excess tax? I'm curious on that. So, nationwide automatic expungement, obviously, get everyone out of prison, get these people out of prison. Why? Why are they still in fucking prison for a plant? There's literally millionaires now gross right every time i think about it I just feel gross it's nasty nasty thought and it's it, but it's a nasty reality and it, it needs to end um so if the federal government refuses to get out of the way then the next best option is following hemp model wherein states apply to the federal government for approval of their plan in this scenario they could lay out guidelines for cannabis testing and inspections okay yeah that's not the that's not the right route i mean that that's the second best route but man that's uh 
yeah, that would be that just that just seems like sticky. And then all that just see, and then I think the FDA would get involved with that potentially. Anyway, here are the five points though: descheduling, interstate commerce, export, taxation, expungement. These are five key, you know, uh, pillars of federal legalization. Just so we can be really clear, I think this was a great, uh, great article done. Um, I definitely would love to. I would love to, you know, really talk to him about, um, uh, you know, about the licensing because that's that's really the the the, the one point, you know, point that I think that there's an argument to be made there that I don't know if these are Goldilocks licenses necessarily. Um, but. Great job, though. Nonetheless, Jay Sarkowski, founder part, founding partner at Canna Advisors. Anyways, guys, really appreciate you guys. Super duper appreciate you. Thanks for rocking with me. Um, drop a comment. We'd love to hear from you. What do you think about this? Anyways, really, really appreciate y'all. Hope everyone's staying safe and healthy. And I hope you all have an amazing, amazing day. Peace. Hey, this shit wavy.